us a place where there's no trouble, no more pain, no more struggle. Thank you so much for tuning in to Grounded in Maine today, an open conversation about being mindful how we show up for the world. Today I'm going to be speaking with my friend Karen Sorensen, who's just super inspiring to me, and I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, she is she is taking a farm course, sorry, a nine-month farm course. She's also working at two farms, and she volunteers at a farm, and she's an herbalist, and she's a yoga instructor, and she is a forager, and, and um, I just, I think it's amazing how... Uh, I'm just going to say, first of all, she has so much energy, <laughs> um, but uh, that she just is so open-minded about um, about trying new things. So uh, without further ado, I'm just going to start this interview. So Karen and I have been um, volunteering together for the last, this is our third year together? Yeah. I think, yes. Um, and um, so Karen and I, sort of brainstormed this podcast together. We were talking about how cool it would be to, uh, and this is two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were just talking about how cool it would be to try different homesteading methods and, you know, kind of test them out and report back and, and um, just see how that would go. And so we were thinking about doing a YouTube channel, but then um, that kind of dropped off. And since this is mostly me, I don't want to be on camera. So, um, so, but we are still talking to Karen because Karen is awesome. And Karen is trying not, not one, but she's doing several things. And she's like super inspiring because she's really, really going for it. Um, and so, uh, all right, so I'm going to start asking Karen some questions, and <clears throat> she's going to tell you all about her. So, um, Karen, I think we met right after you took the Master Gardener class. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. September of 2019. Good old days, right? Peeling garlic. <laughs> September of 2019? <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, so we were closing out the season. I gotcha. What, right. So what what drew you to the Master Gardener class? That's a really good question. Sometimes I ask myself that exact same question for some reason because I'm trying to think of the beginning of it all for me. And it was, of course, uh, like the big standout is the uh, Master Garden Volunteer class through the University of Maine Extension. But I'm honestly not quite sure what, what sparked that initial interest in actually reaching out and finding that program. I just stumbled upon something and something and something and suddenly things aligned and then I did the program and that kind of like really got the ball rolling. But as to you know why I came across this particular program, no idea. <laughs> and then so as part of that class, when you're finishing it up, you, you're required to do some volunteer work. And is that how you ended up with the at the farm? Exactly. So the first year as a, a Master Garden volunteer, you require to do 40 hours of volunteer work and from then on after it's 20 hours and I really didn't know where to start because I really wasn't familiar with anything in in the area at all and we reached out to my good friend Lynn Holland at the extension and she was like well why don't you go check out Scattergood and so I did and it only really took me uh, one day to decide that this is really where I want to do all my volunteer work and yeah that's what I continue to do hopefully 
That's awesome. Um, and so I, I failed to mention this. I always said that we were volunteering at, at a farm and Karen mentioned Scatter Good Farm. And so we volunteer at this farm called Scatter Good Farm. And um, they have a program called Growing to Give where we grow organic produce solely to donate it to food banks and so that's it's a kind of our passion thing we yeah. you know we met and we have we you know we're the saturday morning team that's uh, right with, with some friends of course <laughs> but um and so that's that's where karen and i met that's what kind of sparked um working with karen and and the others like that's what sparked this podcast so um and karen you also are an herbalist <laughs> and you're super passionate about that. I really, I could listen to you talk about herbs all day long. Uh, so where, where did that come from? Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> all the tough questions. <laughs> yeah, it's again, it's a matter of, you know, growing up in Germany, um, my, my, my mom and dad, my family, my dad family, they didn't really do anything with herbalism at all. But still, people in my near surroundings, there was always something with herbalism. Like one specific example, I remember when I was a flight attendant way back when in 1999, the last year thousand, uh, one of my colleagues had a sore throat and she was drinking this really weird stuff and it was honey and onion. And I'm like, what's that? You know, and she talked about it and blah, blah. I guess that really sparked me a little bit. But then I kind of like fell on ice for like two, three decades, really. <laughs> And now we're here and somehow again here, you know, I just like pick it up. I bought one herb and another one that I needed a shelf and a bigger shelf and now I need a whole wall and it kind of like spiraled out from there. Yeah. Well, and so you, and it's not just buying an herb, like you really researched. Right. You can tell people a lot about pretty much everything, the way that you talk about it. You've done a lot of work with that. Um, which is so cool because I, I would love to have an herb, you know, like an herb collection. But if someone said, well, I've got a sore spot or whatever, I would be like, I don't know. Where are my herbalist people? Because I don't know. I have these herbs, but I don't know what to do with them. Um, <laughs> so it's very right. cool that everyone has their specialties. Yeah, for sure. And you just happen to have lots of them. Right. And I mean, you know, if you don't consider yourself an herbalist, I can like kindly politely disagree with that because you are able to boil water, are you not? And if you can boil water, you are by definition an herbalist. You make yourself so, so good because I can boil <laughs> no, water. No, it, it's true because that's all we do. I mean, of course, you know, now thinking and talking to you about it, actually, I take this back as I said earlier. I remember when I was cold and had a cold, my mom would, uh, would get me tea from linden and would get me tea from peppermint, you know. I don't really think she knew it in the herbal context. It's just something that her family before her did as well, you know. Hmm. So it's a little bit learning herbalism by osmosis, I guess, you know. That's like the really, really, truly humble beginnings. Yeah. And we're going to go back to the flight attendant thing because I don't think I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I know you were that. saying you were saying in Germany that elderflower, elderberries are everywhere, and you never really right. thought a lot about that. But you know all about it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like the, the this thing in Germany. We plant them in a certain corner. And I honestly don't remember which one, and it's really there. The old the saga is still to ward up evil spirits at the core you know and then this can be metaphorically or you can take it literal because if you work with the flowers and work with the berries the berries guess what you're doing you know you're warding off evil spirits in the form of a flu virus 
or cold, sniffly nose and those kind of things, you know. So in a way it can be seen, you know, either in the really spiritual realm or just in the earthen realm and the herbal realm. And the, yeah, and the herbal uh, elderberry in particular, really, I think is due to Abby, Abby Seawall um, of Bailey Farm. She literally, I guess, gave me the balls to be able to make a presentation about elderberry, you know, which what I knew before that was was quite broad, in, in my opinion. Um, but then being inspired to speak in front of a crowd really made me want to dig in even more, you know, to make sure I really give only the best information, not the best information, but like the, well, yeah, in a sense, the, the best information you can know about a thing, in this case, um, elderberry. So that's definitely, yeah, that definitely was the some kind of a igniter as well that's cool um and so and now you are you are crazy pants into the farming thing which is i would like to do um so you are your job now you're working at two different farms and you're taking a, mm-hmm. a farm training class course mm-hmm. tell me about that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that happened suddenly yeah and that's yeah again i mean i guess it's really hard to to kind of like want to try it all together and to, to, to be able to try it together yet you know i don't know the full puzzle yet the full picture of the puzzle i seem to be picking up pieces here and there and they kind of sometimes fit and they don't you know um but yeah the boots to bushel program again is something i came across uh obviously because i i did the master garden volunteer program so there's more information that's being sent to me about other programs and i thought that would be a good time for me to try that out um as i ultimately intend to make our little tiny plot here um as a viable business that you know not only supports uh, the family but also supports the community and the town a little bit in, in that regard you know and the way i see it um i can read a million books but ultimately i can really only really truly learn if i'm actually getting my hands on it myself wow. and i don't know how i ended up with two jobs but <laughs> opportunity came knocking and i said come right in lady so yeah that's what happened <laughs> if i had more time in the day in the week i would even do more but thank god there's a limit to that right oh my gosh i just i can't do the whole summer thing so you are a stronger person than i am and i can't wait to to hear more about this course as it as it comes (laughs) you know to an end and and you've learned you know you finished the class to hear you know what you've come up with but i know you said that you learned how to run a tractor and fix a tractor a a big big from from Factor, yeah, like a big John Deere, really, really intimidating from the from the ground, you know. So that was part of the training, of course, and that's what I really appreciate about the training. It's a lot of Zoom classes, obviously, about the basics, the plants, you know, and how to grow them, how to keep them pest free, and how to manage pests and whatnot, and all the good things. And soil, of course, the most important component about farming, good old soil, you know, and diseases and bugs and whatnot. But it also talks about uh, practical experience. Uh, we went to one farm visit already before that uh, about uh, seedling starting. And there's a few more planned for the future. So that's pretty awesome. And the program also covers things such as marketing and uh, financing and, and those kind of things, you know. So oh it's really God. comprehensive and really pretty, pretty awesome. And it's really nice to know that there's somebody out there. Like there are so many organizations, the small business, business administration, and there's a few farm specific insurances and banks and whatnot. So it's, it really feels like a, you know, what I'm embarking on here is something that's really welcomed, you know, like I'm not taking up anybody else's space or time or whatever, you know, it seems like worthwhile because there's so much opportunity given to us to become a farmer here in Maine. 
Right. Because it's so much more than just growing stuff. There's, exactly. You know, if you if you want to do that for a living, you have to learn how to make it a business. And mm -hmm. that's so awesome that that course is even a possibility. Yeah, definitely. And again, anybody, no, I'm not going to say anybody, uh, this Boots the Bushel program is intentionally a, a, there for veterans, the military family. And uh, if there aren't enough people signing up for that, if there's a few spots, then the public gets access to it too, you know. So it's definitely something that anybody can do. And I definitely recommend that if you can squeeze it in, you know, it's bi-weekly. Wow. It doesn't take up too, too much time, you know. And it's really nice and uh, tight, you know. That's very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. um, and so <laughs> you're also you. <laughs> You're also a forager. You do a lot of foraging, which I think is so fascinating. I wish um, <laughs> I wish that I trusted my instincts enough to eat something that is doesn't have a label. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite all right. Yeah. I mean, gee, there's food. I'm going to quote uh, Daniel Vitalis here real quick. You know, there's food all around us. It truly, truly is. You know, I mean, look out your window right now. There's probably like five things you can eat right there. You know, and you probably, I bet you can also name them. So, yeah, I mean, that's something I, yeah, this is something I think is really valuable to have in these days, in these times, um, like from, from two perspectives. The micro level, I guess, is just, you know, food insecurity in Maine. Um, I'm sure there's programs out there that focus on that to show people that are maybe not so well off um, how to forage in the wild in the neighborhoods and whatnot. And uh, on a greater scale, you know, if we all know how to feed ourselves, uh, should our supply chain totally collapse, I think then we're all obviously better off, you know, and those right. are the folks who are going to make it, obviously, you know, right. And it's, it's, it's hard to find the time to learn all those things. And that's just the way the world runs, you know, but hey, you know, land the line. So there you go. <laughs> it's your food right. and your medicine right there. Sure. Well, I wonder if there's, if there's a you know, people that are teaching folks. Well, I hope so. And I assume so. I don't know. But right? then if they don't, then they probably should get on that and create that. <laughs> right. Um, and so this wasn't on my list of questions, but, um, and you also, um, you have your, the group, the rewilding group, right? That you, yeah. mm -hmm. you're like testing your, your skills. Yeah, the ancestral skills, yeah, just to bring those back into recollection, you know, I mean, those are not lost to any of us, you know, it's just, you know, once you start digging, you'll find them, but if you don't, then that's okay too, then you just don't, you know, um, to me, it's just really, it feels really, really close to the heart, you know, the first time I learned how to skin, or how to work, not to skin a rabbit, but how to work the skin of a rabbit, um, that was a little bit of a profound experience ultimately, you know, it really, because at first there was like frustration because, oh God, what am I doing with this knife in my hand, this, this skin in front of me, what the hell is going on here? And, but then once you drop that ego bullshit, once you just say, just relax and just go with the moment, you know, then suddenly you find that your DNA somehow knows and your muscles know and your hand knows how to hold the flesh and how to cut the flesh with the knife, you know? So it's really something that's really within, that's where we all came from. There's like, no denying this, we all came from that, every last one of us, you know? And uh, practicing those skills again, you know, from a, from a pure uh, survival standpoint, I don't think I would survive, but maybe I could make nice blankets to sell, I guess, I don't know. Um, but it's just really good to to fall back to those resources that we really have right around us, you know. I mean, acorn processing, you know, it's time-consuming as all heck, you know, but it's, it's a way to procure your own food, 
like you do this, you collect your own food and you sweat your ass off, you know, preparing it and making it edible, you know, and you do it on your own. And that brings with it like a fantastic, a great sense of empowerment, you know, mm-hmm. you don't rely on somebody else to feed you. And that's really, I think my ultimate kind of like goal to instill in people, you know, like it doesn't take, it doesn't take a hundred acres or like of whatever or fields or forests, you know, it's like start in your own front door, even in the city, you know, there's a tree, there's a linden tree, I guarantee it, you know, you can start with for no money at all, you know, right. just a bit of your time. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so I, <laughs> I was saying earlier, I wasn't quite sure how I was going to tie all this together, but so what I'm, <laughs> what I'm thinking about right now is just how, Karen, when you and I were brainstorming this while we were weeding on the farm, um, we were talking about testing different things out and you're, you're really doing it. Like you are, you're not, you know, this isn't on a weekly basis. This is on a daily basis that you're, Mm -hmm. you're testing all these different things out, you know, the master gardener, you're learning how to grow things and herbalist Mm -hmm. you're and foraging and the farm training, like you're, you're learning you know, one thing at a time, you're taking on all this education and Mm -hmm. learning how to be self-sufficient and, Mm -hmm. you know, and sustainable for yourself, which I think is so amazing. Right. Um, And this should, ultimately, this should really be how the world works. You know, we should all be able to sustain ourselves within ourselves, within our family, you know, and I mean, it's, it's an illusion to want this back, you know, there's no way we can turn back on that, you know, Um, but it's definitely, I think helpful to see how other people get there and then kind of like gently you know tiptoeing my way towards that myself you know like wow well you know always thought like those people can do it well but those people are awesome and I'm not <laughs> you know and now I'm like oh whoa I make my own sourdough my own yogurt <laughs> you know it's like wow maybe I'm a, I'm a little bit awesome too cool <laughs> you know you're a little bit awesome <laughs> you are you're an inspiration for real oh, thank you um and i, I really want to appreciate that i want to just come to your house and follow you around for a little while learn all these yeah things. i don't do any See, of those tuesdays tuesdays and saturdays open house <laughs> <laughs> we're going to karen's no day everyone <laughs> that's right <laughs> and i mean yeah this is really just the beginning you know for me i mean i sometimes look around and go like wow i did a lot and i'm like yeah no you didn't <laughs> you did a good start you know it is it feels like it really gets momentum you know but it's just so much more work ahead of me like i don't think this is going to be all completed uh, you know before the next five years are out like i'm really if i really want to realize my dream that's going to take a long long time but i'm ready yeah but you've started you know you're starting and mm-hmm. and you're not saying oh it's so overwhelming you just have to start somewhere right, right? exactly just pick up that one rock seriously awesome <sighs> <sighs> cool. Yeah. That's so, oh, Karen, this is so awesome. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed that. I'm so glad that you took the time to speak with me tonight. Um, Absolutely. So, and Sorry, you have you are you're on you're not really on Facebook. You are definitely on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you have a website. I am, yeah. Not just yet. Oh, we'll work on okay. that. So, Instagram would be yeah. the best way to find you. Yeah, for sure. I got my mom, my main account this for my tiny acre, uh, tiny acre homestead ME. That's for my farm account, and that's the one I'm currently most active on because this is really all I have time for, honestly. Oh my god! <laughs> Everything else, oh all my yeah, 
seriously neurobilding my movement practices you know that all has to be in the back burner for a little while longer so yeah come hop over on there and find me i keep it light that's my main goal you know instagram is my happy place so i really keep it light and uh, just about pretty pretty little pictures you know yes. i'm going for so that's tiny acre farm me for nope. me tiny acre homestead me tiny acre homestead me oh my gosh you got Amy. it <laughs> <laughs> you're good you're good awesome well very cool so um i'm hoping that people will be really interested after this conversation and um yeah. and you'll get some followers and some extra support oh, so. be wonderful couldn't thank do without you. you thank you again for listening to grounded in maine today and i'm so glad that you were here for this conversation with karen i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did i just think she's amazing if you wanted to follow her um i am going to put her information in the show notes but you can find her at Tiny Acre Homestead ME on Instagram. And tune in next week because I've got another great friend. Have a great week. I want to just take a quick second and thank my guest again. I also need to thank Buzzsprout for hosting the, po the podcast and Jane Bolduck for her amazing music. Check her out at Jane Bolduck. Dot com. That's B-O-L-D-U-C. Uh, check out her music, listen to her, and love her like I do. There'll come a day My mama told me When I find love To have and hold me A heart that's strong so sincere just tell me how do i get there from here oh tell me how do i get there from here cause he
that state of grace has finally found me. Well, there'll be music, ooh, and good friends around me, and I'll just smile through happy tears and wonder. 